0: Hello, I'm Richard Claywell, this is Litigation Speaks. I want to talk to you again today about a business valuation topic. This deals with reconciling values once you've completed a particular engagement. And this is from a report where this individual has used the asset market and income approach, which you should use, and the approach that they've used to do the reconciliation, in my view is, is incorrect I, and I will tell you why that is. If you are looking at uh, YouTube or you're looking at my website and you see this article, you'll see that I have three different exhibits and I want to talk about these exhibits. This is what the attorneys will receive in a report and you look at this and you say, hmm, they've done all the approaches like they're supposed to do, they come up with a value and they've actually weighted the values, or in actuality, what they've done is they've averaged the values, and they've come up with a number and said, this is the value of the company. So this is what I'm gonna talk about is how they've actually used the averaging methodology within the report to come up with a number. If you look at the guideline company approach, the value is 2250000 If you look at the discounted cash flow, the value is 3750000 If you look at the adjusted net assets, it's $472,000. <clears> the issue is the adjusted net assets. What they've done is they've applied a 30% weight to all three approaches. By applying a 33% weight to each of the approaches, what they're really doing is they're averaging the numbers. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. But because the adjusted asset approaches so much lower than the other two, that is actually dragging down the value of the other two. So if you look at the, uh, the weightings that they've got, their total value of the company is $2,135,760. That's the total value. Because the adjusted net assets is breaking this down, if you look at the guideline company method, 2250000 That's higher than the total value of the company. If you look at the discounted cash flow, it's 3750000 That's more than the total value of the company. If you look at the adjusted net assets of $472,000, that is dragging it down. In my opinion, that's creating bias and I believe that the individual that did this is trying to get a lower value. When you look at the the weighting that they've done, you get into the issue of are you weighting or are you averaging? If you look at revenue rule 5960, 5960 is the holy grail. It's the foundation of business valuations on a global basis. And I say that on a global basis because if you look at what's happening around the world, they all key off of Revenue Rule 5960. And I happen to be the chairman of an international business valuation group, and we teach people all over the world how to value companies. Everything is based off of Revenue Rule 5960. 5960 says... That if you average the numbers and you get the right answer, it is strictly by chance. Now, if you're looking at YouTube, you can see the text where it talks about that. If you're looking at my website, you can see the text of the site for that. By applying a third to each one of these numbers, in my opinion, that's not weighting, that is a simple average, and uh, that is incorrect. If we remove the adjusted net assets, now the adjusted net assets typically do not apply or they do not benefit the valuation that you're working on. The adjusted net asset approach does not really contribute to the value or the earnings benefit of the company. If I'm gonna buy the company, then I'm interested in what are the future benefits I'm gonna receive, what's my future cash flow? and we could generate that particular number uh, excluding the adjusted net asset approach. So there's a, some, some controversy about that, but, but I believe that that's generally the way it should be done, and that's the way we do it. If we were to remove the adjusted net assets, $473,000, know, if you look at my exhibit number two, you'll see that I've taken that out. If you take that out, then that changes the weighting that would be done, or the averaging, which again is what they have actually did, and the average would be $3 million. If you look at the discounted cash flow, that number before you do any weighting is $3,750,000. So the question becomes, again, why would you come up with a total value that's lower than one or both? of the different methodologies that are out there the discounted cash flow and or the guideline public company method again i believe this is bias because we're making it look really nice making it look like it's we know what we're talking about but the bias is that we are lowering the value by having this complex math calculation uh, in the approach that we're trying to do if you remove the adjusted net asset methodology that would increase the value of the company by $864,240, that's close to a million dollars. So when you're looking at an expert report, if you see where they have a significantly lower number and they're applying some sort of a weighting scheme or averaging scheme to this, you need to look at the analysis to see what they're doing. Now if we were to adjust the weighting on this, and I'm keeping the numbers the same, If we adjust the weighting on this, and if you actually, if you will take a look at exhibit number three, this is a, just a real simple methodology for doing this. What I've, what I've done is said, well, look, we got a value, and the values for the, the guideline company approach is approximately 37% of the total that you come up with. If you take the just kind of cash flow, it's approximately 62% of that. If you apply these weightings to the guideline company approach and the discounted cash flow approach, you get a million and three million, you get a I'm sorry, you get a value of three million one hundred and eighty-seven thousand dollars. That is higher than a guideline company methodology, but it's still lower than the discounted cash flow. This actually increases the value from the original exhibit one by a million fifty-one thousand seven hundred and forty dollars. So you can see as we start getting these numbers to be more the more reasonable, more representative of what's happening, we're getting closer to what a, in my opinion, a true value would be. So now the question becomes, in my mind, is if we're looking for cash flow, what can I put in my pocket? I can't go out and take a look at earnings from a publicly, company, publicly traded company and say that based upon this multiple, the value is X. And then how much of that value can I put in my pocket? Besides none. If you look at the discounted cash flow, this is the cash you could put in your pocket. So if that is 3 million seven, then why would you pick a value of 3 million one? So this report, this section of the report, looks really nice. It looks like they've done a lot of contemplating on how they come up with the numbers, but in my opinion, it's biased and it's attempting to create a lower value, which in fact they have done. So I think the attorneys need to be aware of what's happening uh, because I think there's a smoke screen here and they don't want the attorneys to know what's going on with this. So this is today's presentation. If you have any questions on any specific topic or if you have a question on this topic, feel free to send me an email or give me a call. If you have any New topics that I have not talked about yet, you would like to know about those, send me an email, and I'll be more than glad to answer your questions, and we'll talk about those topics uh, in the future. And I've been valuing companies since 1985, and I have all of the uh, valuation designations for valuing close to the companies here in the United States, and I welcome your comments and any feedback that you might have on this topic, or any other topics if you read those. Thank you for your time. appreciate it.